Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. If you don't, uh, look on with someone else or grab your phone. Psalms 23, and we began with verse 1 last week. It's t- this week is Psalms 23, verse Two. And we're going to be teaching on the theme that is in that verse, God gives me rest. And I believe all of us need rest, and maybe some feel that they need rest right now. So physical rest, anyhow, right? There you go. It's been a long day, right? And maybe you're yawning. Well, that's one kind of rest, but God gives me rest. And that's the theme of what we're going to teach tonight. Psalm 23 and verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. You know what happens to a man who runs behind a car? He gets exhausted, right? So that boy was doing a crossword and he, you know, he got tired and he fell asleep, you know, with his face right on the crossword. And then he woke up with a puzzled look on his face. Okay, one more. I saw a right angle resting under a tree this afternoon and thought, wow, it's so hot. It's 90 degrees in the shade. Oh. There's a book which is called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. And it's a small book, but it's a real blessing. And the author named Philip Keller was an actual shepherd, as well as a Christian. And so he shares many things about sheep and how it relates to the Bible and how it relates to us. Well, concerning this verse of scripture, Philip Keller shared that a sheep will not lie down and rest unless four conditions are met. And we're going to look at each one of them. A sheep is a very timid animal. In fact, uh, he shared that a friend brought a little, a little dog, like, like, a little, like a little dog, like a little ankle biter dog. And the little ankle biter dog got out of the truck and it just caused his entire herd to like stampede. Because at, even at a little dog can just, just spook an entire herd of sheep. They're timid animals. So they, they don't have any way to defend themselves. They don't have any karate moves, okay? The only thing a sheep can do is run. So unless they feel very safe, they will not sit down. They will be agitated and they'll be coming around. And uh, so the four conditions are they've gotta be free from fear, free from friction, free from pests, and free from hunger. And I'll go over those. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6, all we like sheep. And so that's the thing. Humans, we humans, and of course we don't want to think about that. It's like, I'm no sheep preacher. I've got karate moves. Well, the Bible says, if the Bible says it, I'd take some truth in there. All we like sheep. And, and my job, I, I'm a pastor. The word pastor means shepherd. The word shepherd means sheep herder. I mean, that's literally what a pastor is, is a sheep herder. So I believe God knows what he's doing. And that means that I'm a sheep too. So wasn't that the kid's song? I'm a sheep, ba, ba, 
ba ba. What is how does it go? I just want to be a machine. Ba ba ba. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I forget. A fair. Oh, okay. It's a good children's song for the sake of uh, all of you that had to hear me sing, and I apologize. So we can be restless and upset as people too, unless we have the same four conditions met. And God wants to meet those conditions so we can rest. Famously, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, in verse 28, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. You're, you're, you're upset, you're, you're, uh, you can't sleep, and uh, like Martha was cumbered about with much serving. But Jesus said, I will give you rest. So Jesus wants to meet the conditions, not for animals, but for us, so that we can be free from fear, friction, pests, and hunger, so we can have a real rest, a deep rest, a spiritual rest. Freedom from fear. So sheep will not rest unless they are free from fear. Have you ever heard this saying? It's like on a bumper sticker. No Jesus, N-O, no Jesus, no peace. And then you see underneath it, it says K-N-O-W, which sounds like no, different kind of no. No Jesus, and then K-N-O-W, no peace. And what I'd like to share from the beginning, and I'll share it at the end, peace is a person. If we have Jesus, we can have peace in spite of all of our other situations. So in the life of a believer, there's no substitute for the awareness that the shepherd of our soul is near us. So when there would be a bark or there would be a coyote sound or something like that out in the darkness, that shepherd would just wade out into the sheep. And the sheep would feel confident when they saw the shepherd. Now that's an incredible thing for a believer to realize too, that when the shepherd is near, then we can have peace. Colossians says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And the Bible uh, shares that when Jesus was around, Jesus always had a solution. Jesus always had miracles. Jesus always could heal. It, it, something was always solved when Jesus was there. But you see, after Jesus was crucified, and then three days later, he rose from the dead, and then he hung around and said, hey, y'all, for 40 days to everybody. Jesus didn't just rise from the dead and leave. 40 days he was seen alive of men and women. And uh, then he was taken up into heaven. And if you read the book of Acts, it tells that. But before that, he said, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. That's Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. But tarry ye or wait in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And what was he talking about? He said, I'm leaving, but my spirit is going to come and replace me. Spiritually, the spirit of God can be here. He's called a comforter. Because bodily, Jesus, I have not seen Jesus bodily. I know a lot of people on YouTube and TikTok say they saw Jesus bodily, okay? But Jesus is up in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. But he sent the Holy Spirit so that the peace and the comfort of Jesus Christ 
would be right with us. And says, I will not leave you comfortless. He says in John chapter 14 and verse 18, I will come to you. Why? So you don't have fear. Because Paul wrote to that uh, preacher named Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. You know, as a kid, I'm sure I believed that there was someone under my bed, you know. And you're like, but there's so much room under there. There could be. I don't know how many times as a kid I looked under my bed. There was never anyone under my bed. Okay, but I still looked because the spirit of fear. So what is fear? Fear is one way that we deal with the unknown. Well, what is the other way that we deal with the unknown? Faith. Fear and faith are not opposites, okay? Fear and faith are two ways that we deal with things we don't understand. But the Holy Ghost came. The Bible says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Have you ever seen people write their will and they declare, I such and such, being of sound mind? That means a mind that is self-controlled, disciplined, safe. God gave us a safe mind so that we could rest without fear. Psalm 4 and verse 8 said, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Free from fear. Say, preacher, what's going to happen? Well, I don't know. But uh, as someone said, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know it's just a saying, but it's true. But I know who holds tomorrow. And the Bible said nobody's able to pluck me out of Jesus' hand and nobody's able to pluck me out of the Father's hand. Whatever I've got to go through, I'm not going to be alone. And neither are you. If you're a Christian, God's going to be with you. Free from fear. Free from friction. Sheep will not rest unless they are free from competition in every animal society there is an established order of dominance have you ever heard of a top dog that's a real thing okay they call it the alpha dog so dog trainers in the military they train dogs they're called canines k slash nine which is a you know the word canine also mean dog means dog but they will actually have to get on top of their dog to show that the handler is dominant over the dogs. Dogs recognize that top dog. And you know what? There was a recent uh, operation with SEAL Team 6 where they killed a bunch of bad guys in, I think, Somalia. Killed a bunch of terrorists. And the only injury they had was there was a bite from that canine that bit one of the Americans. Because you see, that canine only recognizes its handler. Everybody else in the world is a bad guy, okay? But that handler has established dominance. Have you ever heard of a pecking order? We, we, we call that down here where it's a pecking order with chickens. It's a pecking order. They have a dominance uh, order with chickens. Well, with sheep, I, I read it's called the budding order. And if sheep will kind of butt the other sheep out of the way, if they're trying to exert dominance and you know they want the best places to graze and everything so the sheep will kind of butt the other sheep out and a problem with that is it makes the other sheep nervous 
And if this one sheep is coming to get me, I can't lay down and rest because I think that this other sheep is going to come and butt me out of this grazing ground so I won't rest. Sheep will not lay down if they feel a competition spirit. And unfortunately, you know, people can, they can get this competition spirit and this competing with one another can cause a friction where we can't rest because our mind is competing with that brother or sister or even today. So <laughs> I was, uh, I was driving today and, um, this gentleman, uh, I saw the gesture. He looked behind, I looked behind me and he, he kind of gave that hand gesture like, come on, like speed up. Because I was in the left lane. I was in the fast lane. But it was rush hour traffic in the morning. I had just dropped my daughter off and I needed to turn left. So I needed to be in the left lane to turn left. And I looked and I was going under the speed limit. But I mean, it's rush hour traffic. There's lines of traffic that are stopped. There's a big sign that was put there probably by the sheriff's office. It says, you know, maintain safe vehicle distance. A big, huge sign. Don't tailgate. And I'm like, so I kind of looked around and I wasn't going, I was going like 35 and the guy did not like that. And uh, so I, I didn't, didn't change my speed. <laughs> I just kind of put my hand up through my, through my uh, uh, sunroof and just kind of waved all my, hand, all my fingers, not one finger, all my fingers. And uh, looked back at him and kind of smiled. And uh, <clears throat> I was thinking uh, today, I was like, I wonder what was going on in his car because I believe he could not rest. I believe his hands gripped on the steering wheel. I was annoying someone probably for a while and didn't even know it. I mean, his, his you know, face was probably getting red. I saw he didn't look like it was a face that he was gonna kiss his mother with. I mean, that face was an angry face, right? And uh, if we are stirred up like this, his blood pressure was probably going up. We can't rest. Uh, just to say, my blood pressure was fine. I didn't, I really wasn't upset, but he sure was. But, you know, a lot of times, so we can let someone, and I, I maybe got ahead of myself a little bit right with that, but we can have friction one with another and let things bother us, let people bother us. And I know that in the corporate world, people like to climb up over top of the corporate ladder and step on people as they're going up, step on their fingers. Um, you know, get off the bottom of the totem pole so everyone's standing up for their rights and I don't have to do that. But that's not how it is being a Christian. We're not trying to stand up for our rights and be top dog. Um, Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, in verse 42, he said, you know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. There's a ruler and then there's the serfs under the ruler. And their great ones exercise authority upon them. And then he said, but it shall not be, but so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. The word minister means servant. Did you know that? Minister doesn't mean great, high, and exalted one. It means servant. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. And then he said, for the son of man, even the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister 
and to give his life a ransom for many. Uh, there are some guys out soul winning and they asked me, they said, are you, you know, you know, I invited me to church. I said, no, I, I'm a pastor. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, but I'm not going to come because I was going to be at the church preaching. Right. And they said, where's the church? And I told them, and what's the name? And I told them, and, uh, the guy said, so are you the pastor? And I didn't like the way he said that. And I know that he wasn't saying it in the wrong spirit, but you know how in big churches you have assistant pastors and then you have the pastor. But you know, there's churches that they have pastor of music, pastor of the youth, pastor of worship. So they have like 20 pastors. So he said, are you the pastor? And I was like, it kind of struck me wrong. Like when someone plays a wrong note, because I, I remember kind of telling him, I said, sir, I'm, I'm the pastor. But I don't, I don't look at it as the pastor, like the pastor is like the in charge. Brethren, I like what it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great, the pastor. Who's the pastor? That great shepherd of the sheep. That's Jesus Christ. He's the pastor. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. That's the, that's the pastor. His name's Jesus. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We want to glorify Jesus Christ. So when someone tries to, you know, if it, it sounds, I just, I don't know, I didn't like that because you see, I'm not here to compete with everybody. So why are you the pastor? Look, I was asked to come here. But I was asked to come here as number two man. I was told to pray about it. I was the second choice, not the first choice. Well, who was the first choice? I don't know. Because he'd be talking to you right now. But for whatever reason, he didn't come. And I'm not fault finding. I don't know who it was. But I was told number two man. I was on the number two ready slot, right? On the ready bench. And uh, I found out over the pulpit that I was going to Jacksonville. And I... Remember this one sister named Charlie? That was her name. She said, brother, you look so sick. And I'm thinking, I felt sick when they announced that I was going to Jacksonville because I had a life and a job and everything else. And it's like, brother Bigelow is going to Jacksonville. I found out with everybody else, like the definite, right? And so I was like, oh. But let me tell you, it was no the pastor. It was like, oh, okay. I sold everything. I even sold my car. I sold everything. We left with suitcases. We mailed our piano and we mailed a few boxes of books. You can do that on Greyhound. You can send stuff on Greyhound. Did you know that? You can just send boxes. So, and everything else we sold and we came to Jacksonville. Why? Because of the pastor being Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the pastor. And the rest of us, brethren, there's no competition. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, Sister Bigelow sings more than Sister Patterson. Not last week. <laughs> no, we're trying to get, you talk to Sister Patterson. We're trying to get her to sing more. We want Sister Patterson to sing more. And uh, we want other people to be part of the children's church. Brethren, we want everyone to participate. We want someone to help Spencer vacuum. I mean, Spencer does like the, it's like, well, I thought he was the janitor. No, he's not the janitor. He just, he's just doing the work. I mean, I thank God for Brother Spencer, but um, we want everybody to participate. So, so a preacher, I want to preach. Well, we want you to go to Bible school and learn how to preach and preach, man. Open a new church or come on and be a blessing. 
But it's not about the big pastor and everybody else. So it's not about that. There's no competition like that. And you say, well, could other people sing besides Sister Bigelow and Sister Patterson? Yes. But you just have to have a testimony. If you're in front of the church, so preacher, I want to I wanna do more things like in front of the church. Well, have a testimony. Have a testimony, an inward and an outward testimony, not just an inward testimony. And God will use you. And God will absolutely, there's so much work to do for God. It's not all up to one person. It's all up and it's a blessing. So, But when we feel free from competition, and I'm not trying to take anybody's job as a pastor. I'm not trying to take uh, someone's blessing. I'm not trying to say, preacher, someone else should lead song service. Right, we need another song leader. I try to get other folks. I got Patrick and Patrick and Reverend Patterson does it. We'll get some other song leaders. Why? Because God wants men and women to be involved. It's not a competition. There's plenty of work, someone said. There's plenty of work to do for God as long as no one cares who gets the credit. It's not about competition. It's not about showing off. It's about giving glory to Jesus. Sheep will not rest unless they're free from friction. Free from competition. Freedom from parasites. Sheep will not rest if they're bothered by pests. So a wise shepherd will use bug repellent, sheep dip. That's not like nacho cheese dip, okay? A sheep dip is this like, almost like a tunnel kind of, and they put these sheep into this insecticide and fungicide all the way up to their neck, right? And it soaks them in these chemicals so that it will protect them from infestation of ticks, lice, all these little parasites that can cause them to be driven to distraction. So, has someone ever annoyed you? Could it be that it's like a parasite? Has someone ever said this? Is something bugging you? Because it's like a bug. It's like, and people are like, I can't stand it. They're bugging me. Now, when I was a brother, I'm still a brother. I mean, before I was a brother, like a Christian brother. And um, I would annoy my sister. And we would poke each other in the back of the car. You know, the parents aren't looking. There's no TV. We couldn't watch DVDs. So we annoyed each other. So we'd bug one another and try to get the other one in trouble. You know, and maybe behind my brother's car seat because he was probably in the middle and we'd be poking each other and, and driving each other to distraction. Well, if things are always bugging us, and this is where I was going to share the gentleman that was behind me, uh, you know, that he just, he was so distracted, he probably wasn't enjoying the perfect winter day that we were having. It's, you know, 65 degrees, sunny in the middle of winter when everyone else is, you know, out there wondering if they're going to freeze on the way to work. There's so many blessings if we don't let everything bug us. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 14, And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of the house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. He said, don't let it bug you. You know, like that non-stick spray, you know, that, that Teflon. We can just, you don't have to let it bug you. And I know that people treat you different. I know that people, you know, they, they want to, to get on your nerves. Well, you know, they're doesn't matter how much water is on the outside of a boat okay you can have a whole ocean on the outside of a boat it won't affect the boat it's when the water gets inside of the titanic that there's a problem right too much water in the titanic makes a tragedy 
But we, we can be like, I am rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. That's what we said when we were kids, right? We were saying, I'm not going to let you bug me. But without, there's a philosophy there because you see, Christian life is full of irritations, pests, things that they could really drive us to distraction if we let them. Or we can say, you know what? By the grace of God, I'm going to have a peace that passes all understanding. I'm going to keep my mind on Jesus and I'm not going to let that bug me. I'm not going to let it bug me. Why? Because sheep can't rest if they're bugged, if, unless they're free from parasites. And neither can Christians. A lot of times, see, I drive an older car, so almost every time I get gas, you know what I do? I pop the gas tank and I pop the hood. Boom, boom. I fill it up with gas and I check the oil. Because sometimes the oil can go down. But what happens? Your engine can stop, okay? If you run out of oil, it's a lubricant. So I check oil and many times I have to add oil. A lot of times spiritually, we need to check our oil. And I'm not talking about our oil in our car, but spiritually the oil is symbolic in the Old Testament of the Holy Spirit. We need to make sure that the Holy Ghost is full in our lives. Because if you're full of the Holy Ghost, brethren, nothing will bother you. Someone calls you a dirty name, you'll be like, me? <laughs> you're talking to me? Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't know. Because, but it won't, it won't bother you. Why? Because you know who God told you that you are. Like someone said to my daughter, how come you always wear dresses to school? Or is it skirts? I don't remember. How come you always wear skirts to school? My daughter said, I don't always wear skirts to school. Sometimes I wear dresses. <laughs> but they meant it to be a slam, but my daughter's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I also wear dresses, not just skirts. But you know, she just wasn't offended by that. And you know that when we love God, we can realize, wait, I'm gonna be different. I don't have to prove myself to everybody. But I, don't, I can be free from pests. Why? Because I want to rest. Last one. Free from hunger. A sheep will not rest unless it is free from hunger. Now, Israel's not like Wisconsin, okay? Israel's geography, you know, in Wisconsin, it's like accidental. It's like green pastures everywhere, okay? Not Israel. Israel's like desert, okay? Like they wandered in green pastures for 40 years and out of, no, out of Egypt. They wandered the desert, right? That's what the natural geography. So if there's green pastures in Israel, you know what it meant? It meant that a shepherd in Israel is also a land developer. They had to cultivate that land and, and get all the, I preached on good ground growing. They had to get all the rocks out of it and they had to make sure that the soil was right. And then they had to water it so that that lush green grass would grow up to feed their sheep. A shepherd had to develop the land to feed his flock. So the author, Philip Keller, said that a lamb can get to 100 pounds in 100 days from its birth. What is that, three months and a bit? It can go from born to 100 pounds. They eat a lot of grass. <laughs> If a sheep is hungry, they'll stay on their feet. Always looking for something to take away their hunger pangs. Aren't we like the same? We can't rest if we're really hungry, right? Because we get irritated and hungry. It's a word called 
hangry. You're not just hungry, but you're irritated hungry. And if someone, you're grumpy, right? Because you're hungry. That's the same thing. If the sheep are the same way, they can't rest if they need that food. Now, Jesus was, I like Jesus. He said uh, in Matthew 15, he said that the people had been following him for three days. They'd eaten up all their cliff bars and their granola bars and their Gatorade was gone. Three days, they were listening to Jesus teach. And he said, I'm not going to send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. Jesus is concerned about us eating physical food, but he was giving them spiritual food for three days. So they had followed Jesus. And so he said, how many loaves have ye? And they said, seven and a few little fishes. And this was the second miracle. The first was the miracle of feeding the 5,000. This was the second one, the miracle of feeding 4,000 men beside women and children. You know, if you come for what Jesus has for you, you can stay for the buffet. Jesus will give us spiritual nourishment, but God knows we also need physical nourishment. God will take care of both. We need both as Christians. Sheep will not rest unless they're free from hunger. Now, there's all kinds of hunger that we can have as Christians. Unless you satisfy those hungers in your spirit, you won't be able to rest. You'll always be searching for something. You'll be searching for that girl on Instagram or searching for that guy on Instagram. That's a different kind of hunger, but you won't rest until God satisfies the spiritual and the physical hunger, and then you can rest. The Bible says, I've got about a minute, he leadeth me beside the still waters. So you know that sheep, according to the author, they might not even drink for months because when they're eating, they eat before the sun comes up, okay? They'll graze in, at, before dawn. And there's something on the grass called dew. Before, and that, that gives them enough water intake unless it gets too hot where they don't actually have to go and drink from a pool of water for months at a time, which is nice if it's desert around there. But... It's also the picture of a victorious Christian life. Didn't Jesus rise up a great while before the day? And what did he do? He went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. What was Jesus doing? Just like the sheep in, in right before the sun came up and the, the world got crazy and the dried up all the dew, Jesus was getting that still small voice of his father speaking to him. Jesus was getting the water of the word. Jesus was getting his spirit quenched. Have you ever taken a big drink of Gatorade and then you're like, ah. I mean, there's something about having a thirst taken care of. And Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Spiritually, Jesus said, I can take away your thirst. He said, blessed are they which hunger and, hunger and thirst after righteousness because they'll be filled. You'll find that in Jesus Christ. So if sheep don't have access to pure water and they do get hungry, you know what they'll do? They'll start drinking from any kind of pothole, you know, any kind of muddy water just because, you know, well, preacher, it's not that bad. You know, people, they, they, I'm not talking about water, but they ingest a bunch of stuff, maybe media and all this other stuff. And they say, preacher, I can't see anything wrong with it. Well, 
You know that you can't see anything wrong. You can't see the parasites in the muddy water, but they're there. And then if you drink from that muddy water as a sheep, it can have blessings from down the road. Maybe rapid evacuation of fluids from your body, but also parasites. And so the shepherd wants to lead you to pure water. And you know, when we have that pure intake and to, to get something or to drink something is to accept something or to uh, gain something into our life, we want to make sure it's the right stuff. And those still pure waters are where God leads us. And as I, as I finish, uh, it says in Mark chapter 4 and verse 37, there was this big storm of wind and the disciples were in a ship and they thought they were going to die. And the Bible said that in Mark chapter 4 and verse 39, he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And this it's interesting that the God of the Old Testament that led them beside the still waters as sheep as the shepherd, he could actually take a storm on the outside and just make it still water. I believe that water was like glass because it said it was a great calm. Have you ever seen water that looks like a picture? There's no ripples. There's no nothing. I believe the only ripples were coming from their boat. Maybe their stomachs were gurgling or something. But God can make a great calm, a still waters in our life, and that God can meet every need so that we can lie down and rest. We can be free from fear, free from friction, free from pests, and free from hunger. And you'll lead us beside the still waters. The Bible said, I'd like to leave you with this, Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. See, peace is a person tonight. And Jesus can give us all those qualifications so that tonight, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You can actually enjoy your sleep. But a deeper sleep, a spiritual rest. And stop worrying and start trusting Jesus. Father, I've taught your word, but Lord, I pray that you will Make us to lie down this evening. Give us rest. Make us to lie down in green pastures and lead us beside the still waters. Give us the conditions in our life so that we can enjoy a rest from you, a soul-stirring rest. In Jesus' name. God bless you is our prayer.